0: Officially before. when the country was still a British colony. My grandparents had moved from South Africa to the new colony to help to develop it. They were farmers in those early days. My parents divorced when I was four years old, so my grandparents took me and my young sister and brother in and raised us. My grandfather was killed soon afterwards in a hunting accident, so my gran raised us alone And gave us a very loving and caring childhood. She was not a Christian until much later, but she instilled Christian values in us at a young age, and I always had a thirst to know the Lord from the example she set to us. When I was 19 years old, I studied at the Teachers College in Bulawayo and there I was privileged to meet a number of American missionary kids who witnessed to me and to my future husband, Stu. We both had many questions and knew that the Lord was working in our hearts. We were married three years later and were still unsaved and searching and then our oldest son, Simon, was born. I found myself in a hospital in Harare, and right in the bed next door to me was an American missionary lady named Peggy Seiler from Pennsylvania. She witnessed to me all the time, morning, noon, and night, which was wonderful. But the weird thing was that at that point I uh, knew I wanted to be a Christian, I knew I wanted to be saved, but I didn't want to make that commitment without Stew. So. <laughs> Oh, how patient the Lord was with me and with us. His ways are always perfect and His grace irresistible. And uh, when I left the hospital, I said to her, If ever you or your husband are in the Wangi area where we were living, 500 miles away, please feel free to come and visit us and you're welcome to stay. Unbeknown to us, nine months later, Peggy's husband called and said, You haven't met me, but I'm Peggy's husband, and I'm on my way. May I please stay with you? And he had a friend with him. So, um, Stu and I kind of looked at each other and said, Well, yes, sure, that would be great. Do come. And he came, and uh, like his wife, he didn't waste any time. He got straight into witnessing to us. And uh, in our lounge, in the living room, that first night when he visited, he told us the gospel yet again. And we just knew that time was right, and we both asked the Lord to save us and surrendered our lives to Him. It was such a celebration. What a burden was gone. It was just, uh, those of you who have experienced salvation know what I'm talking about, the thrill of knowing you are God's child. Your sins are gone, your eternal security is assured, and you have a real purpose for life. And uh, Stu and I, it was just day and night. He changed more quickly than I did. I think I'm much more stubborn, but um, he, the very next day I could see a total difference in him. And within one month, he sat down in the living room one evening, and we were teaching in Wangi at the time, and he said to me, You know what? God is calling us into ministry, full-time ministry. Do you feel the same? And I had to say, actually, no, but I do know that we're not going to be teaching forever. I hadn't had a, a direct conviction as he had, but I said, I am, um, whatever the Lord wants, I am going to follow. And that would be a real privilege for us. And so we then um, contacted another missionary uh, whom we knew and explained to him what was going on in our lives. And he discipled us and taught us um, all the basic truths of scripture. And I just remember those days as the days went by, we could look around at all our friends and the people we knew and see how lost they were and the burden to spread the gospel became more and more. And it wasn't long after that, that we actually visited America joined Independent Faith Mission and then started raising support. The gave us the support within nine months and we returned to Zimbabwe, planted um, one church here at that time and then uh, worked with all our native pastors, our nationals, and at that point my passport expired and the government of Zimbabwe refused to renew it. So in effect They threw us out of the country, and uh, like we couldn't come back to stay. We could visit, but not live. So we went to Durban, South Africa, and we planted two churches there. And then the Lord opened the door again, and uh, in 1990, end of 95, we knew we could come back, and we did. And uh, since then, our ten churches are planted and uh, three new works beginning, and our pastors are serving faithfully, and all glory to God. He has just blessed and continue to bless. And uh, right now I'm standing right next to Stuart's grave in Wangi, reading this testimony to you, and I'm just so thankful to God that my beloved husband is safe and in eternity with him and that we'll be together before too long and the burden that I feel for spreading his gospel is even more now than it ever was. I just want to take this time to all you precious folk at Providence to thank you again for being such a wonderful um group of believers who have supported us and prayed for us and encouraged us and I feel so privileged to be coming to be a part of your fellowship and to um, be able to say this is my home church I'm longing to come to America and to see you and to spend some time with you and uh, I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for all you have been and all you are to me and to our ministry here.